I wish I could explain to you how beautiful this beautifully is redundant evolving Fanny Willis case is it's like a kaleidoscope. You look into it and it blends in the colors and the the images. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's 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 incredible. Just when you think, I wish I could have a, a dry erase board or or uh, a, a a chalkboard with a beautiful special chalk from what is it, Japan that is the best chalk to draw lines and to show you this. Because I see it in levels of complexity, which I love. I love when something is really complicated. And I love the legal analysis of it, the issue, and the multiple issues. Conflicting issues happening simultaneously. But yet, as F. Scott Fitzgerald said, not losing your mind in the meantime. Isn't that wonderful? Not losing your mind. Everybody with kids, everybody with kids should pull them in and say, I want you to see what's happening here. This is somebody who ruined everything. Remember, it's not the lie, it's the cover-up. It's the deception. It's the perjury. It's all of that. That is what this is about. It's not just about whether somebody had an affair because there's an anti-nepotism law or regulation in the Fulton County DA's office, but it has to do with relatives, not, not amorous. There's nothing theoretically wrong with what they did, but afterwards, it's, it, all, it all came apart. And yet... If you look at the classic definitions of what it means to have a conflict, did Fannie Willis have a stake in this case? Did she do something to either throw the case or involve herself? Or maybe she worked with defense lawyers in in, in concert against Donald Trump or the other 15 or so defendants? That's what we normally think of in terms of a conflict of interest. This is a different story. But yet there's this other case that they're looking at with this former lieutenant governor where her office was disqualified, I think for similar, if not less, pertinent reasons than this. There's another thing too. Who represents the people of Fulton County in this matter? If you are a defendant, if you are a plaintiff, and you have your counsel involved in this, you can move to have them either replaced or you could, you, you, you as the, as the party litigant have a say in this. The people who are really affected by this, the people who are really affected by this are the people of Fulton County. And assuming whether you like the case or not, whether you think Trump was a racketeer, it doesn't really matter. What's interesting is that who represents them? Who who speaks on their behalf? No one. You've got Fannie Willis who was who was who was hanging on to this. And I'm still trying to figure out this Anna Cross and Terrence Brad. I don't want to get into too much into this, but I can't tell sometimes why would you want to bury this guy? 
it's fascinating. And in terms of just human juridical chess, there's nothing like it. It is incredible. Ladies and gentlemen, do me a favor. Please subscribe to this channel. Are you subscribed yet? You're missing this. Got a brand new one that came out today. Oh, yeah. And I've got one coming up tomorrow that was reminded of me. It's a it's a line that uh, someone emailed me and, I, and I'm taking it and I said I would be doing it. The problem is the N-word. Fanny Willis and the N-word. Narcissism. Subscribe to the channel. Hit that little bell to be notified of live streams and new videos. Like, like this, which is critical. And also listen to this important word from our sponsor. Let's talk about a very serious subject, emergency food. That's right, emergency food. I know, I know. At first blush, it's difficult for, for most people to think about something that they just take for granted ever reaching emergency status. We're used to stores always being open, deliveries always made, no supply chain disasters, no ransomware catastrophes, none of that stuff. Nothing sh shutting down our gas stations, right? No trucking strikes, no war, no protests from farmers, nothing catastrophic in terms of weather. Nope, that can't happen to us. Uh-uh. And I understand it's a defense mechanism that we have because the idea of ever not being able to eat or locate food is seemingly incomprehensible. Well, it's not. That's why it's time for you to go to my site, preparewithlionel.com. Preparewithlionel.com has the deal of deals for you. Now, take it as a, as a starter set. You've been putting off emergency food for too long. Some people still have a thing about prepping as though preparing for emergency is foolish. Now, right now, you can save $60 on a four-week emergency supply kit. This is unbelievable. 16 varieties with a 25-year shelf life, 2,000 calories a day in two beautifully modular uh, buckets that weigh 38 pounds total. These are waterproof, and they're perfectly stackable. Four weeks, a month. Now, be honest. Could you go a week without any trips to any store? I'm not talking about having stuff in your cabinet. I'm not talking about banana chips and jerky. I mean food, real food. So go right now to preparewithlionel.com. Right now, right this moment, preparewithlionel.com. Preparewithlionel.com. You'll thank me. Trust me. I love this case. I think you've been able to figure this out. I'm fascinated by it. I'm fascinated by the complexity of it. And I'm fascinated by the fact that you're fascinated by it. And I want, and I was listening, I, w I was listening to, and I'm not going to mention names. I don't want to mention names. This isn't, this isn't fair to mention names, but I was listening to other ones from lawyers and they're talking about this thing, dare I say, conspiratorial, the deep state, the this, and I go, no, you will hurt your case. Listen. I want to try something. I want to explain something to you, and I hope you listen to me. You will never be able to, to, to prove a conspiracy. You'll never be able to do it, at least the conspiracy that we talk about now. You'll never be able to, to prove or to show how the deep state worked against this one. And it just, it doesn't, it just doesn't, it doesn't work. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say it just, it, it does not, it does not allow itself, but it sounds good. But we lose credibility when we start talking about motives 
and why. I don't know why. We can have an idea. I don't want to ever say Occam's razor. I don't want to use that overplayed, overworked theory, which I think is incorrect most of the time. But I will say this. Things start off just for stupid reasons, especially when you have arrogance. Oh, there's nothing like arrogance, haughty, overdeveloped, over. This, this is this is the part that intrigues me. This overinflated sense, this buffoon who, for some through some moment of exalted delusional narcissism, delusions of grandeur, I don't know what the word is, thought for whatever reason, I am Fanny Willis. I don't need no stinking laws. I don't need any ethical considerations. You don't understand. I do what I want. And there's nothing you're going to be able to do to stop me. Do I make myself clear? And the guy who really, I honest to God, if there's somebody you really feel sorry for, it's this Wade. He got sucked up into this. He was just a lawyer. He was just some, you know, guy. And he hooked up with her. And the issue becomes, when did they become amorous? Well, I, how do you even prove that? How do you, how do you know? You can't. You could say, well, they were smooching. Okay. Does that count? Does that count for purposes of impeaching his testimony in the affidavit that he may have perjured himself regarding in the divorce case, in the interrogatory, where he said he was not involved in any kind of, of, uh, of, of adultery? Could, could, could that be it? Does that make any sense? I don't know. Maybe. Sort of. I don't know. Does, does, the does the conflict of interest apply to a relationship that she had with him by virtue of the amorous kissy kissy by virtue of yurhi the sub lessee or i guess sub lessor if you will again what does that mean and if i if i am here if i say ladies and gentlemen would you please tell me if i'm the judge if I'm McAfee, how was Donald Trump and the 15 other defendants, how were they in any way compromised by this? How were they affected by this? How was due process affected and how was their due process impeded upon or impinged upon or destroyed by virtue of a relationship she was having with her special prosecutor that she was paid? What? Does this have to do? I was reading about this case of the of the there was another judge who disqualified her case when she went after the lieutenant governor, and that was a different one because that was a political. It and and, and even that was weird. It's and by the way, there's really no appeal of this i mean there is but there isn't it just adds you you you're there's really no appeal there's no appellate review there's no interlocutory appeal there's not nothing like that because a lot of a lot of appellate courts are going to say listen we weren't there 
And we're gonna we're gonna be who or we're going to give great deference to our brethren who at the trial level listen to this, and we're not gonna overrule them unless they've done something which was so ridiculous, so beyond the pale that that we had to react. So there's no appeal. Whatever happens, happens. And what everybody is saying, because no, people are so caught up in the fact that they hate her. They hate Fannie Willis. I don't hate anybody. I think her main defense is, okay, I stopped this guy. I paid for the, I, I may have used campaign funds. He might have lied on his interrogatories. He might have, okay, all right. What does this have to do with Trump? What does this have to do with whether Trump committed, which is absurd, but just hear me out, whether he is a racketeer along with the other 15? What does this have to do with anything? Tell me. Nothing. You can sit and talk about this all day long. Has anybody, is anybody even talking about it? Who cares? Was it 2019? You know, Yurti said they saw you. Well, you know, the father, Ford, he didn't know. Well, you know, there was that cash. Well, you know, she had the cash and she paid for it. Well, yeah, but then again, he lied. And then, what does all this have to do with anything? Excuse me. And my closing, my summation, if I represent it, Fanny will be simply this. Thank you. You just did an yeoman's work, which will ultimately inure to the detriment of Mr. Wade in his uh, in his family law case, in his divorce case. I mean, he he's through. I mean, he they, he is toast. I told you that there's a great on my private channel. I was talking about this Andrea Dyer Hastings. She's the rep- the woman or the lawyer representing. Joycelyn Wade. Oh. Oh. Joycelyn Wade. This is a woman who's married about 25, 26 years. Health issues. I think it was a, 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 a single, not single parent, but uh, uh, supported him, maybe put him through law school. I don't know what the story is. She claims in 2015 she might have been, I don't know what the word is, uh, unfaithful. I don't know, but this is going on. And nobody knew anything about this. They knew nothing. They didn't even know. He does what? Because they're trying to find out, does this guy have any money? No, I don't have any money. Wait a minute. Don't you know about the special deal? The what? He's a special prosecutor. He's a special prosecutor. Yeah, he made close to a million dollars. What? Wait a minute. Hold it. Nathan Wade? Yeah. Was a special prosecutor? This is what the the vessel... Yeah. Oh, and get this. He was stopping uh, the the DA. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold it. Hold it. Now, remember, this, this is divorce. Wait, wait. You're telling me that this guy that we thought didn't have any money was this coming doing well, who answered that he has had no... Uh, suggestion of intercourse, any any um, concupiscent conversation, as it were. You're telling me he he has been doing the horizontal mambo, the nasty, 
Look at this. I hate these things. Let me get rid of this. There we go. He, you're, you're, you're telling me this? Oh, we're going to subpoena him. And I'm going to subpoena her too. I'm going to find out what the hell's going on here. Why? For records? So they subpoena Fanny and she basically says to her, if you dare do this, I'm going to interpret this as you trying to impede upon or obstruct my duties in bringing the whatever the justice and basically threatened threatened the uh, Hastings, the defense lawyer or the divorce lawyer. Because this is this is her M.O. She's boorish. She's a bull in a china shop. How dare you? I can't do that head thing, but how dare you? That's her whole thing. You don't understand. Leave me the F alone. Don't get near me. I don't I don't follow your rules. I'm just a caveman. Remember that, Phil Hartman? I don't understand your laws, your rules. And meanwhile, they're looking at Wade and they're saying, what happened? This is the most expensive piece of you've ever had in your life. If you had it, because not only that, remember, they keep saying, they keep talking about his ability to perform. And oh, my God. Um, this is this is the part. Hang on a minute. This is the this is the part which is so interesting. Nathan Wade. Said he was battling cancer in 20 and 21. He said that made him cautious during COVID. And that he and that he didn't, let me see, and that he didn't date anyone then. Wow. It's amazing how this how this thing works because I had health on my mind. He said that he had battled again 2020 part of 2021. Well, this might have been 2019. It's amazing how COVID, he's into COVID, the father's into COVID, oh, the father knew COVID was coming. And the and the and the best part, you don't understand how this works. Believe me when I tell you this. The divorce, the the divorce uh, uh judge is sitting back saying, You son of a you are lying to me. Look at Martin. Martin says, Preach your brother. Oh, yes. Yes, sir, Martin. Anybody here see my old friend Martin? So there's Clarence. I mean, keep saying Clarence. There's um Nathan. There's Nathan Wade. All of a sudden, idiot, numbnuts, cuckolded husband to Joycelyn, impotent. Effectively, you know, destroyed by this. Owned, owned by Fanny. Paid for everything. Come on, let's go on this cruise. Here, they write a nap and thing. How much is cut? Three hundred. Pulls out four hundred bucks. There you go. I got it. I got it. It's on me. I got it. I got it. Like the great Brett Ernst, the comedian says, it's incredible. It just keeps getting better and better and better. And he's always standing. Do you ever see him always standing there at all the pictures and all the promotional stuff and all the, the, the propaganda? 
and all of the the official uh, you know office. There's Fanny, and there's Nathan Wade right next to her with his three piece suit. Look at me, huh? Look at me. I'm Nathan. I'm the man. Well, I'm the man. I'm her love toy. I'm her, you know. She takes me out. She owns me. Gave me all this money. Takes me out. Has her way for me. And picks up the tab. Theoretically, if you believe this. It's the most incredible story in the world. Ah, yes. The Honeyman, Crystal Striver. We don't need no stinking badges. That is exactly the great from, was it Sierra Madre? Who was it? Um, Ilya Kazan, wasn't it? Most incredible story. It's better and better and better and better and better. And the best part in New in in Georgia, divorce can be an element of defense. Now it depends how they do it. It's fault, no fault. I don't know. Probably going no fault, but this is, but, but adultery as a grounds for divorce. Yes. But also as a factor in equitable distribution. In fact, there are people who have waived alimony. They had their alimony taken away because they committed adultery. No alimony. None. You prove somebody. And let me tell you something. It, it, it gets better. Today, today in family law, which is the worst. Oh, God, it's the worst. I, I mean, it is the worst. Oh, God. Family law, dependency, termination of parental rights, juvenile, oh, that's kind of an, oh, awful. The only thing good, I'll never forget this though, the only thing good, the only time, and anybody would pop into the courtroom if, if they ever saw this, if it was going on, there, there would be a murmur if there was an adoption. When the adoption became final, it was always this most beautiful thing where the family was there and the judge was there and they take pictures and they welcome the child. And oh, it's, a, it's, the, it's the only thing that ever, ever, nobody ever, ever, um, <laughs> I, I never tell you, I never tell you too, too much of my, um, cases in the past but because I think that even even if it was a while ago I don't think you should be talking about this but I've seen stuff that I still can't believe this this did not happen this this is not happening this can't be you you have no when 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 you go in, in, when when you see this stuff and the whole notion the whole notion this is so funny about about divorce Listen to me and listen carefully. Listen to me. If you, God forbid, ever are contemplating divorce, whatever you do, sit down with your spouse and say, listen, we're going to eat this up in fees. There is a new, I don't want to say a new, well, a new version of family law, divorce. It deals with mediation and painless where normally you cannot have a lawyer representing both sides. That's clearly a conflict, unless certain cases where there's no disposition of you know sizable assets, the parties consent. It's it's just because every time you pick up the phone, every time you say hello, the clock ticks. Yes, no, and you and you end up 
You have one person who says, and you know what he did today? Can he do that to me? And you're looking at the clock and say, do you know how much this is costing you? Do you know? And then they're saying, well, I'm going to text you. It's the same thing. You're texting me all day. I'm answering texts. What are you doing? Why are you telling what are you complaining about? I've got it because I got to tell you, but you're being charged for this. Don't do this. Don't just wait. This just started. You can't, you know, I've, I've you know, lawyers know this. They know how terrible this. Yes, I know. He said this. He had to do. Yes, I know. I know he was late. He was supposed to bring the kid. He was late. He didn't do it. He's got a girlfriend. I mean, you know, it's, it's the worst. It's the God of... I, I'm, I'm telling you, and I say this, I say this all the time. And people think, I love the notion of marriage. I think it's the greatest thing in the world. But I look at, I talk about marriage the same way I do firearms. Firearms are great. They're fun, you know, uh, to be able to hit a target. But this can kill you. And marriage can kill you. Not marriage, but, on, but ending the marriage. And this person that you fell in love with, that loved you, that courted you, that pursued you, that came after you, where you would only think of each other and you would just romantic. Now this person, you hate this person more than anybody who has ever lived on this planet. Because not only that, they t- they're they taking everything from you. And this wife in particular is talking to her girlfriends who went through this before. And they're saying, you take that son of a bitch for everything he's worth. This is how it goes. This is, happens all the time. And that's why whenever I go to a wedding, and, and I love this, and I just want to step and say, do you, ha- I swear to God, if I did the vows, I'm saying, do you understand? Do you understand? This would be that, not, do you, Henry, take, Marlene to be your now I would say look at me do you understand that you're married to her forever do you know what happens if you cheat on her and she finds you finds out this this isn't just a matter of you sullying the bonds of marriage she will cut your balls off you will rue the day you don't understand this do you you don't get it do you you don't understand and by the way you look at something you see that you see that thing in the front row you see that thing sitting there that that couch with eyes yeah that's her mother check out her sister look at this family this is going to be your wife you watch what happens you watch what happens i'm telling you i'm sorry to say this to you but when you get home and you put the corningware up and everything's done, this thing is going to say, I got my man the hell with it. A lot of times it happens. Sorry. Sorry. And then it's like you've never, ever anticipated any of this. You're in this. You're not going anywhere. This is not a roommate. This isn't a girlfriend. You don't say, okay, I've had enough. No, 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 no. This is the thing that we need to talk about. And when I say this, people get upset. They get upset with me. They say, you, because I see this. Because you you hear this, this talk about, oh, marriage is so wonderful. Okay, great. But here's the thing. If for some reason it doesn't become wonderful and it gets so unwonderful that you want to leave, you want to end it, you 
don't know what it is. So you better really be sure about this. It's like when you have a gun, you pull that gun out, and if you decide you're going to fire into this, your life is going to change forever. Even though you're 100% right, and this guy's a dirtbag, you just fired a firearm, a bullet, and you probably hit him. And he's going to turn around and sue you, even though he broke into your house. Because you're going to find out this guy is some Vietnam veteran or some crazy, whatever his PTSD, he's got drugs. And you and I know it's crazy. And you're going to go to court. And they may, they may dismiss it down the road. They're going to go after your homeowners. And they're going to go after this. I'm telling you, I am a realist. I'm telling you the way it is. It's not. It's it's we we should show this in classes. Um, there used to be a thing that sometimes churches put on, like when people are engaged, you know, they 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 try to tell you about something. Ah. Let me tell you what's happening. This guy Wade, he's done. He lied to the court, lied to his wife. He may have gone back and committed perjury by by changing and altering the the interrogatories to say that he didn't have sex or or uh, relations during his marriage because in his mind his marriage was over because in his mind because of her philandering well that's I don't believe the marriage existed and oh really okay doesn't work like that doesn't work like that well you know. We kind of, we, sometimes, this is my favorite. People say, well, you know, we separated. Excuse me, what? We separated. What does separated mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? What mean we separate? Does that, you, you, you think you can go on and, what, fool around because you're separated? Are you kidding me? Well, where, where did this come from? It's like citizen's arrest. People have this idea. People have this idea. They just say, well, that's kind of a thing. No. Did you look into this? Well, no. I just, because everybody's an expert in this. No, we were separated. No, you weren't. And women, by the way, and I'm, I'm glad we're talking about this. Women, let me ask you a question. How many times have you ever met somebody, some man who says, oh, we're getting a divorce. I, my wife doesn't understand me. I, you know, we're, we're, we're not going to go. Look, I'm, look, we're, we're going to get a divorce. I'm telling you right now, we're going to get a divorce. Everything's fine. She doesn't, you know. How many times have it's it's so old it squeaks? Edie Crowley says, Mr. L, what do you see as the most important point of this case? Well, well, in the defense of Fanny, by the way, thank you. In the defense of Fanny Willis, the most important part of this case is that nothing affected President Trump's ability to have a fair trial. What the hell does this have to do with Trump going on trial? Fanny will or have somebody from her office call your first witness. Who's this? This is the prosecutor. Isn't Fanny here? No. Is Wade here? No. Let's go. What's the conflict of interest? What is it? That's the most important part of the case. This part is just we hate Fanny Willis. Okay, I understand that. But but here's the best part. Now, what this judge has to do is, the judge has this thing called public opinion. 
And the public right now is looking at this, and and the public is saying, you have got to be kidding me. You're going to say, well, I don't think there's a conflict. Excuse me, you what? Now remember, the public doesn't understand what a conflict means. The public is saying, we hate Fanny Wilson, Willis Wilson. We hate her. Okay. So we want you, we want you to go after her. Well, I'm, I'm not going to go after her. What do you mean? What do you mean you're not going to go after her? Well, because she's not on trial. She's not on trial? As far as we're concerned. You see, lay people, not non-lawyers, they don't understand what the hell this is about. They think about, let's just get Fanny. Now it is. Let's let her have it. Because she's so despicable. By the way, I need 500 likes. You did it yesterday for me. You did it yesterday. Oh, this morning. I don't know. You did it one of the times, and I appreciate that. Oh, this is so good. I can't wait for the summations. I can't wait. And you know what's going to be even better? Put the camera in front of Fanny. Please, please, please have her on some show. And don't, don't, please, just, just have her on. Have, have her on with somebody who, because let me explain something to you. You don't want Fanny to do the old, mm-hmm, you know that kind of thing? Remember poor Diamond and Silk? Remember that? Two sisters. One did all the talking. She died, right? And the other one who said, mm-hmm, that's all she said. It was a great, it was a great gig. Mm-hmm. I was driving Mrs. L crazy. Because I kept saying, mm-hmm, all, and I couldn't stop it. I was in my sleep. I heard that, mm-hmm. Every, everywhere I went, I couldn't take it. Now, in that particular case, if you, if you, if you had Fanny sitting down in front of me in some, on some show, I would love to say, well, well, well. Look who it is, Fanny. Fanny, right. Sure, yeah. Boy, you outsmarted them, didn't you? You sure did. Oh, yeah. How much cash you got there right now? Right now as we speak. You just told the whole world that you keep cash at your home? What are you, nuts? You better you, you better have a 24-hour guard there because there are people who says that's where we're going. And we know exactly where you're going to keep it in your safe. We know it's going to be in the bedroom. You're not going to keep it in the garage. It doesn't work like that. You're going to keep it in the closet, in the safe, behind the paint. We know this. Thank you, Fanny. Brilliant. And you're a DA? You just told people this? What the hell's the matter with you? You carry cash. Come on. Do you know what she would do to me? She would come out of that chair and start choking me. And I would say, did you get that? Did you get that on camera? Because everything now, we want viral. So you and uh, Wade didn't do the nasty? What'd you do then? What, are you just good friends? Come on, Fanny. Come on. Are you, you look at me. You're telling me that? 
You want me and the rest of the world to say, you honestly expect us to believe that you never had sex with it? Well, might have. Oh, now you did because at one point you said you didn't. See, you keep changing. You kind of shape shift. And did you threaten? Did you threaten the divorce lawyer, Ms. Hastings? Did you threaten her with some kind of obstruction of justice or something? Hang on for a second. Hang on. I got to calm down. I get excited. Did you hear when they said, I love this. Did you, is this where you laid your head? I thought, oh, it was very interesting. Laid your head. What does that mean? Well, I know what it means, but you mean, where did you stay? And by the way, in some particular circles, there's a difference between where do you live and where do you stay? But I know one thing, no matter where you live or you stay, and no matter where you lay your head, you better have the best pillow available. And you know who makes that? Well, it is time yet again, my friends, to hail and salute our great friends at MyPillow.com. And if you use promo code Lionel, you'll get a free gift. No purchase necessary. Yes, I know, a free gift. It's a tautology, so sue me. But first, please listen. What are we talking about here? Down comforters, flannel sheets, Giza Dream bed sheets, my pillow 2.0 sheets, slippers, percales, towels, quilts, bedspreads, mattresses, mattress covers, mattress toppers, linens, kitchen towels, bathrobes, name it, literally name it. Items to help you luxuriate and relax. And they're monster sellers, slippers, my slippers. That's right, slip ons, moccasins. Think about it. What do they do at my pillow? They make things real soft and plush and comfy. How perfect. Here's the link. MyPillow.com promo code Lionel or MyPillow.com slash Solidus or Virgil slash Lionel or call 800-645-4965 and watch how fast Mike answers the phone. MyPillow.com promo code Lionel. Promo code Lionel. Simply and absolutely the best. You know that Fanny is going to be famous on TV. You know that Fanny's going to be, they're going to do a TV show. I still think, don't you think Monique would be the best Fanny? Because you need somebody who's good at getting angry. Who's getting angry, who has that real anger. She has this anger. Let me tell you why she borderlines with some kind of narcissistic psychopathy. I don't know what the particular word is. She does something which is interesting. Most people, when they get caught, they get caught. She gets angry at the audacity of you to even suggest for a moment that she might have done something that's improper. That's the part that I love. See, that's the thing. See, I love demented behavior. Everything. I love arrogance. I love when people do things that are just so stupid and you wonder what were you thinking and it's that thing that they have that obfuscates the way they think ladies and gentlemen uh denim turton that's a great name says i'm calling it now fanny willis will be the next cnn legal analyst cnn is defending her tooth and nail you know what uh Mr. Uh, Turton, that that could be. In any other framework, sir, I would say you're out of your mind. You are demented. You have taken uh, uh, 
uh, uh, absence. You have taken uh, liberty with with all that is rational. However, when it's a CNN, it's a different story. But certain you have no idea what I know about how things they are. They are they're going to crush this thing. They're going to consolidate CNN and all news into this. I don't know what it, we don't need this. We don't need this. I don't understand why it is. I, I, I. Prediction, sir. One day you're going to have news shows where the set is going to be somebody's bedroom with a must um, unmade bed behind them. I'm serious. Have you noticed the more relaxed the situation, the better the show? When they're in your living room, when they're sitting in a chair, not at a desk, not at a desk. And what is with this desk with this phony, funky, pink, purple lighting behind? What the hell is this? Is it? Is this? Is there one company that says, do you want this set? Yeah, can you get this set with the stupid things in the back? You know, little tchotchkes on the, in the bookshelf. Yeah, you want that? Yeah, like a, like a, I don't know, a, a, a weird thing. And then, and can you put that purple light? Maybe a lava lamp or something. I don't know. You know, for the mood. It looks just like a news set. It looks like a news set. But see, you got to understand what's going on here. She is too good. You want her to go nuts. You know who? Do, you know who? You know who does this? And you're gonna laugh. You're gonna laugh at this. What I tell you? You know, you know who's so good? is uh, the reason why Joy Behar is so good is she's so stupid because she loses her mind. She takes the inability to answer and she inverts it as some kind of an affront to her. Instead of saying, you know, it's a good question. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Oh, no, no, no. See, I'm telling you, if ever you are on a show like this, believe me, I've done this and it works. If you want to have fun, if you just want to be asked back, remember something. And this is, and, 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 and I'm telling you, it's the simplest thing if you can ever do this. But if, if you do, especially today, you will go so viral, so fast. And, and once I say this, and somebody does it, you're going to know it came from me. But all you have to do is trip them up. For example, if during the course of something on The View, and let's say I'm sitting somewhat near Joy Behar in particular, who's, who has the, the, the intellect of a speed bump or a dart, a soap dish, she's just, you know, because she's kind of crazy but stupid, and stupid wins, stupid wins the show all the time. The thing you got to do is you look at her and you point at her and you say, do me a favor and shut up. That's it. She'll go crazy. She'll lose it. Did you hear what I said? I don't want to hear from you. Now you go ahead. Now this is her show. She won't know what to do. She'll go berserk. And I swear to you, by the time you walk off this set, they'll be calling you. Can you come back next week? Yeah, that was fantastic. You're going crazy. The numbers. Oh my God. Did you see this? And then I'll look at her and say, and if she's smart, she'll understand kayfabe and she'll understand wrestling and heat and the heel and the whole bit. 
This is a diamond in the rough. This is it. I'm telling you, Club Shay Shay, Shannon Sharp, Cat Williams, get her on. This is a this is a gem. She's like, but she it's that attitude. This is the thing you you don't understand something. It's this attitude, this superiority. And poor Wade, this man, this emasculated, completely cuckolded. He's going to go back and nothing. And, and, and I, 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 I do, do, do you not see this? I love this. I love this. And 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 you could you could talk about oh the deep state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you notice, I never even talk about the the, the racketeering case. That's boring. I don't care about that. If that thing doesn't get dismissed, I don't know what. It doesn't, I don't even know how it got past the motion to dismiss. I don't even get that. That's not the thing. Can any of you, yes, can any of you remember a case? You old enough to remember OJ? I lived and breathed it. It was my, it, 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 it put me on the map. It put me on the map. Morning Drive, WABC, we were number one. We were it. Number seriously, two books in a row, four one four one. I don't know what it's not. I have no idea what it was. And he only did OJ one hour, eight o'clock hour. That was it. And this was before. This was before. Um, this is before social media, before whatever. It was me, and that was it. And maybe a lot of people worked during the day. They couldn't watch court TV. They couldn't watch Johnny Cochran. They 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 couldn't go through this. And then. I went and did stand-up comedy where I would talk about the case. The, it was the funniest thing anybody's ever seen. I could do an hour on the Fanny Willis case. It's because it's funny. Because when you look at it and you see it through my demented, well, not demented, but my perspective, you understand just how great it is. I've never seen anything like this. OJ was boring compared to ah, Marsha Clark, Christopher Darden, Johnny Cochran, F. Lee Bailey. Eh. Remember that you've got the ball, you've you've got the balls of a dormouse or a field mouse. If you don't make him put on that, remember that when they they, they made poor Christopher Darden say, OJ, put on the, the gloves. I don't want to go through that again because you it, it, for many of you youngsters, you don't even remember it. It was the greatest show on it. It was the greatest. But nobody was crazy like this. Nobody got nuts. I've never seen anything like it. Nothing. Never. You've never seen a case where the prosecutor is on the stand for stooping some poor guy. I mean, it, you can't. And, 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 this, and they bring in the father. To anybody else who says, excuse me, I'm the judge. Yes, excuse me, remember me? Yes, I'm Judge McAfee. I'm the one making the decision. I don't want to hear from the father. What does he have to do with anything? I'm talking about a conflict of interest. I don't want to hear from you. I don't want to hear from you. He's loving this. McAfee says, oh, no, bring him on. Can we bring the cleaning lady in here, Judge Why? Well, she's here, right? Sure, bring her on, testify. Do you know anything about this? No, okay. I want to stretch this thing out. And McAfee's just, but he looks like he's just being bulldozed. This is the greatest story in the world. You don't understand what's going on. You, you don't, I've, I've never, nobody's ever seen this before. The prosecutor on the stand getting, getting yelled. I mean, what? 
And it's so stupid who didn't stipulate. You think somebody would have said, listen, we're going to give you counsel. We're going to take care of this. We're going to stipulate. Shh. We're going to make your, it's going to go away. Oh, and it goes, no, no, I want to explain something to you. Don't explain, Fanny. No, no, I want to explain this to you. You don't understand. I'm Fanny Willis. Screw you. Okay, let's do some. <laughs> Lionel is Gilbert Gottfried's more normal brother. Thank you, may or may not. That is very funny. Greetings from England. Look at this. Ben O.B. Let's Judge Judy do it. I despise Judge Judy. I despise. I I have. She is a. I have never, ever even. She is so vile. I think that's over. That's run its course. That whole judge thing is done. It's just done. Oh, she made me ab. The judge is giving them rope. Wade's mother doesn't like Fanny. I can imagine. Pause the show. I got to make water. Thank you so much for that. Thomas Zinda. If the Fanny don't fit, it's full of... This is fantastic. And your comments were tremendous. Your comments were absolutely are in... Incredible. Do you hear what I'm saying? Okay. All right, dear friends. I have been, I am physically exhausted by virtue of this. And I love this. I love this. I, uh, I should. I wonder sometimes. I don't like telling you about, there's one case in particular that was so good. Now, I don't, I normally don't talk about them. I don't like talking about stuff because it's just something, there's something like sacred about it. But, um, no, I can't say that. I don't say that. Um, has anybody ever felt, do you feel that we, and by the way, we have never, ever, ever done anything that even remotely shows the realities of, of law practice? Why is my thing all of a sudden, do you see how slow that got? That is so weird. You see that all of a sudden it was, it was in slow motion. Very weird just now. I think it's a very interesting thing. I think people would be would it would behoove people to practice law. Remember, there's different kinds of law. There's the actual practicing law with clients, you know, divorce and real estate and wills and all that kind of stuff. There's criminal, I don't know where that's going right now, but there's criminal, there's plaintiff's law, lawsuits, litigation, negligence, all that kind of jazz. Then there's appellate law where you 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 don't ever have juries, but you're talking to judges. It's reviewing and trying to overturn or affirm things that already happened below at some other level. That's interesting. Supreme Court and that sort of thing. Then there's a level of being a judge, of being, you know, going in that particular route. There's a lot to it. But I still think that the best part is the human side of it, that being a street lawyer, being a, you know, frontier lawyer, 
where where you're 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 dealing with so many people. And by the way, family law, as I said, that's where that's where we always had more bailiffs. Don't forget the definition of a bailiff: bus drivers with guns. But we had more bailiffs there because people are. And this, how we never had metal detectors. We never had anything, nothing. There was no, how, oh, we had these, sometimes these bailiffs would, oh my God. And sometimes the bailiff, who always had the green jacket, he was from the sheriff's office, would kind of get involved, not involved with that romantically, with the clerk. And sometimes would help things out and say, no, no, your job is to keep an eye. They'd be too busy bringing the prisoners back in, putting them out. But the stuff that happens, tell you one true story. This wasn't mine, but I saw it. There was a guy who was about to be, I may have told you this before, but it was so funny. You can't imagine, and I can't do it justice. There was a guy who was about to be released. Little guy whose pants, I think they they took the, uh, the jail didn't have any kind of strings in the, they were kind of like, you know, like the, the jumpsuit, not really the jumpsuit, but like, like hospital scrubs, but there was no string. And normally they would, I don't know why it was ever a problem, but because they don't want strings for you to kill yourself or whatever it is. But he, he walked out, he's like holding his pants up, wearing this like hospital, you know, the scrubs. And all he was about, all, all he was going to do was to bring him out and release him. They had to formally bring him out and say, this is the case of Stavers or whatever it is. is it? Yes. Good, you're free to go. Got to go back and be transported back to the jail or you'll be bonded out. And that's all he had to do was just stand there and be released to have the cases drop, whatever it is. That's all he had to do. That's it. No problem. He's sitting there, side of the courtroom, and I forget this, and there was a preliminary hearing, which is stupid. Why they have those, I have no idea. But it was too... And the judge was really good. The judge was saying, excuse me, is this the man who robbed you yet? That's it. That was the hearing. Like, Can I ask a question? Anyway, to make a long story short, there was a guy standing there in the, you know, hospital, in the scrubs, you know, the obviously the prisoner. And it was a check case or something. And they asked the woman, do you see the person who gave you this, whatever it was? And she looks right at him. This guy's a, he's a prisoner. He might have even been in chains. I don't even know. And she looks to the side points to the guy at the end who is about to be released and says, that's him. And he stands up and says, what? Oh, this is some S. I'm not going to take this effing S. GD, you're effing. Sit down. This is the judge. You're not going to tell me to sit down every time you, I've been sitting down for so long. I understand. Sit down. I'm not, you don't understand. And the, and the, the black, <laughs> the black prisoners next to him said, come on, man. He goes, get your hand off me, you. I go, oh, this is good. They're going to kill him. They're going to kill him in the back. So now everybody's like saying, this is great. And he's screaming. He's obviously confused. It's like, you idiot. And they're trying to tell him, they're going to let you do The judge understands. He doesn't understand anything. They said, take him out. And they're dragging him out and he's shaking and whatever. Okay. He said, oh, oh, before that, 
Do you want contempt? You have six months, 90 days, whatever. He kept tacking it on. I think, I don't know how many days you can go without a hearing. This this guy was going to break the, the century club for contempt. 60, 90, 120, get him out, get him out, 100, anyway, they're losing track. Case is over, the docket's done, judge says, well, have a nice week, and say, excuse me, judge, what about Mr. Uh, Mr. Wellington? Oh, yeah, bring him out. Now, the judge had to do that to let everybody know, this is what's going to happen to you if you even think about doing this. This is, this is, this is what's going to happen. So, they brought the uh, they said, now, Mr. Wellington, you understand that I knew what was going on. Yes. And I told you to sit down. I know, I know. But you didn't do you. No, no. Why? Because I'm an, and he goes, and he finally reduced it. But it was one of those moments where at the, at the time it's happening and the screaming and the yelling, and that was pretty mild. That was pretty mild, but I enjoyed it immensely. And if we'd have had a camera, just pick up this. And the irony, and the best part, I could see Dick Clark and and um, Ed McMahon saying, now listen, our next case, he doesn't realize that he's about to be released. And he thinks that they're picking up. But the judge understands it. And all he's got to do is just sit down. Well, let's see. Let's go back to the courtroom. I want to thank you. I want to thank you also, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. Please do me a favor. I want you to follow Mrs. L. This is her link right here. She today did two of the most dynamic, the best interviews ever. I don't want to, I don't want to give you a, 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 a kind of a, huh? Oh, you've got to see this one. Let me tell you this one. There is a fentanyl. No, I didn't say fentanyl. There is a fentanyl. Um, uh, documentary that is so good put together by a young man it is so excellent so monumentally excellent let me please give you the the uh, let me give you the here we go give you the link it's called Dominic Tierno it's called Dead on Arrival and this young man put together this thing and it's, it's one of the most interesting pieces. Let me give you the link. Please watch it. Show it to your friends. It's great to see. a Huh? Kids, grandkids, watches about about fentanyl. It, and but, but how this young man is, is he's, he's it's wonderful. So anyway, watch it. Also follow her on Twitter at Lynn's Warriors. Alright, dear friends. Have a great and a glorious day. Thank you so much for everything that you appeared to do. Everything that you wanted to do. Everything that you in fact did do. We'll see you tomorrow at 8 uh, A.M. And until then, my friends, remember this: the monkey's dead. The show's over. Sue you. Da, da.